0: SAFM Sports Wrap.
1: Good evening to you. Welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap. It is the PSL radio show, second Jalowat, and a jam-packed one for you tonight. Just to get through some stories in news, and we start with football following that disappointing draw against Mauritania at the Mbombela Stadium on Friday. Bufana Bafana now shift their focus to Egypt tomorrow night as part of the Nelson Mandela Challenge. Coach Sheik's Mashaba says it's unfortunate that Bafana did not qualify for 27 AFCON in Gabon, but he says we have only ourselves to blame.
2: I would still credit a lack of scoring goals for not having qualified. That's the biggest problem we're sitting with. If we could convert one or two chances in most of our games, we're home and dry. When it comes to playing, the poor boys are playing good football. They're playing good football. I heard the Mauritania coach, I mean, most of you, you heard him, said the South African team is one of the best teams he has ever played against. The only thing, they don't score. And he's quite right by saying that.
1: The pressure is mounting on Meshaba, who failed in his attempt to qualify for the African showpiece. And rumours are abound that the coach's sacking is imminent. Mushaba has laid the blame for not qualifying squarely at the feet of the PSL. You see, this thing
2: takes us too far away. We're asking things that we're obvious about. We're obvious. The league champions in South Africa, who are their top goal scorers? Hmm? The runners, up. all top four teams in the PSL. Their strikers are foreign based players. I've got no problem about it. Unfortunately, I don't have powers to convert their citizenship and we'll make them South Africans. Then we can score goals. Let's be honest when we judge these things. Most of our players at home, strikers, they don't get a chance in their clubs. And you're aware about it, but you don't talk about it.
1: On to some rugby news. It was bad news for Western Province. Hooker Skaran Tubani will undergo surgery on Wednesday. He's ruptured his Achilles tendon. That, in their win over the Sharks at Newlands on Saturday, he's expected to be out for between six to nine months. Golden Lions wing of Kortnels has also been ruled out for the rest of the season. He's picked up a groin injury. Some sad cricket news. South African Test cricketer, and up until the time of his death, the oldest living Test cricketer in the world, Lindsay Tuckett, has passed away in Bloemfontein at the age of 97. He represented South Africa 9, Tests matches against England between 1947 and 1949. The international the or the Deutsche Bank championship is underway in Boston, Massachusetts at the moment. Rory McIlroy on a bit of a charge. He's six under. He has a two-stroke advantage. That's through 19. Louis Wistazen's placed quite nicely too. He's four off the pace. Two under for today's round. In some cycling news, I can tell you that Ashley Wilman pasio renewed her contract with Cervelo Bigler, the pro cycling team, until 2017. And Nairo can Kent- Tana maintain his overall lead the Vuelta a España after Jean-Pierre Drucker won the stage uh, Rudiger Seleg finished second finally on to some tennis now US Open second week of the year's final major or oh, Grand Slam rather is underway Simon Cambers joins us now Simon what's the latest from Flushing Meadows who's out on court?
0: Well the latest is uh, Juan Martín del Potro the Argentinian who's recovering from three bouts of wrist surgery he's looked very good so far he's looking very good again he is set up on the young Austrian Dominic team, who many people think might be the next world number one. Del Potro is cracking that forehand. He's serving well. He's playing well. He looks confident. He really looks almost unstoppable. And this is the first match in what's a, a very sort of blockbustery day, really. We've got Serena Williams up against um, Yaroslava Shvedova, who's a good player, but shouldn't trouble Serena. Venus Williams, who's sixth seed, she plays um, Karolina Kliskova, who has the biggest serve in the women's game, apart from Serena Williams. And uh, and then after that, of course, we have Andy Murray on tonight. He's got Grigor Dimitrov. Uh, interesting here that is that Dimitrov has Murray's former coach, Danny Valverde, in his camp. Probably won't make any difference, but it's just a nice little talking point as Murray tries to book his place in the quarterfinals alongside Novak Djokovic with Rafael Nadal having lost last night. Simon Campbell's SAFM
1: Sport. Coming up next here on SAFM, it's the PSL radio show, Second Jalo. This is Sport on SAFM, every supporter's greatest resource. You're listening to the PSL radio show, Sekon Jalo, and uh, we're still in the middle of that international break with Bafana Bafana in action once again tomorrow night uh, following their performance on Friday. But uh, we're still chatting PSL, the league resumes uh, next week, and we join now by IX Cape Town coach Roger Desai. Roger, welcome. Thanks for, for joining us today. Much appreciated.
3: Hi, Brad. No problem. It was a
1: pleasure. Roger, it must be frustrating for, for you guys. I mean, the league just gets going. You, you have a week's worth of action, and then you, you're off for two weeks again, practically.
3: <laughs> yeah, look, it's, it's not that bad. I think it, it gives you a chance to sort of regroup and maybe try and improve a few things. And um, at least we've had a taste of it. And... Uh, now uh, it's time to get better and, and see what we can correct and, and hopefully get stronger when, when it resumes.
1: Let, let's talk about what's been going on at IX. Uh, we haven't spoken, uh, this season yet. Uh, a couple of, of names added to, to your squad. You must be pretty chuffed with the way things are looking from a squad perspective with, uh, with, uh, Mark, uh, Mayambela and, uh, Ukwena with you guys on a permanent basis. That's good news. Yeah,
3: it is. I think, um, you know, we've always promoting a lot of young boys and, uh, you know, good talent that has come to the club. Uh, but you know, I think it's also important sometimes to bring in a couple of personalities and to add to, to the youngsters that we've got already. And uh, I think these two, you know, they were available to us, they were affordable to us, so it was the right thing to do, you know. And they trained with us for a couple of a couple of days, a week or two, and and um, you know, they just sort of reassured my decision that um, these guys would help a lot, you know, and, and um, just to, to bring a bit of mental into the team.
1: You talk about you've promoted youngsters through the ranks. That's that's one thing Ajax has been really good at is is developing young players, bringing them through the ranks. It's also it's great to get some new blood in. Although you you developed that culture within the club, it's it's nice to get some 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 fresh new sort of I don't want to say perspective, but to get to get someone out from from outside to come in. It it must fire the youngsters who have come up through the ranks to to see what what else is available out there.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I think. Um you know, from my side, I mean, the, the minute they walked onto the training ground, you, you could see they they are, you know, they got presence, you know, and uh, it helps with, with the kids, you know. The kids straight away lifted their game as well. And uh, there was a vast sort of improvement in all attitude and professionalism when having these guys around. So hopefully it um, it drops off even further with the kids and, and we get the best out of the kids and, you know, the big-name players that we've tried to bring in. So hopefully it all goes well and, um you know, we can improve on last
1: season. Roger, looking at the start, uh, Baroque FC newcomers in in the PSL this season. First up for you guys, a a one all draw. That that result uh, would, I mean, it was away from home. You had to travel north, come away with one point. you you happy with that?
3: Yeah, we've got to be happy with it. Of course, you know, once the game was over, we, you know, we thought we could have done better and we could have perhaps taken all, all three points. But there were stages in that game, we could have lost all three points. But, um, very much the unknown. We didn't know what to expect from Baraka. We never played them. Uh, we didn't see too much of them in the past either. They've also got a lot of new players. So I think in the end, a point away from home, we've got to be happy with it and we've got to just hold on from what we have right now. Um, and see how it goes now. I think it was always going to be a tough, a tough travel, you know, all the way up there. We're not the best travelers. So to get a, to get a point straight away is, you know, we'll probably take it in the last two seasons that I've been with Ajax. We've lost both opening matches, so this was uh, an improvement for us.
1: <laughs> Next up in the league, Orlando Pirates doesn't get easier, and and particularly with a team like Pirates who are coming off a uh, a loss in the in the MTN 8, that they'll be wanting to to sort of turn things around. Although they've picked up a win in the league, they'll be disappointed with that cup loss. Uh, they're going to come out guns blazing.
3: Absolutely, I think um, Andemushin and a couple of new players that they've brought together. They've got a very good squad this year. Um, they've definitely improved on this squad. So, yeah, I think they're title contenders are pirates. So, another, another tough one. There aren't any easy games in the PSL, that's for sure. I think every game you play, uh, there's going to be different challenges and, and for different reasons. So, another tough one, um, but at least this time we're at home and uh, looking forward to it. And I think it will be a real sort of measure, you know, to see where we are. You know, let's see, our, our, you know, what we've got, what we don't have. And, um it will give us, I think, a more realistic view. Well, the kind of season we're going to have after the performance against Pirates.
1: Roger, looking at uh, Cape Town newcomers, uh, Cape Town City, obviously not a, a new team in the PSL, change of name, they've changed a lot of their squad, but but moved to to Cape Town. What, what are your thoughts on, on, on that club? I think mean,
3: Firstly, it, it's great for Cape Town football. I mean, that's that's the first thing. I mean, it, it's great. Um, obviously, I've got a friend here close to me now, Tinkler, so we, <laughs> we socialise quite a bit together, so that helps, but I think it's good for the game in, in the Cape. I think it will be fantastic. They have another team. I, I still believe there could be a third one, but um, a nice team. I think they've inherited a side that finished fourth last year in, in Aces with a lot of quality players. A team that was on the up. So there's always signs that you know they could continue with that and even improve on it. And I think they've made a couple of very good acquisitions and uh, very hungry, very motivated, and um, you know, so another another challenging side. So very good for the game.
1: And they've got off to a good start, two from two.
3: A uh, fantastic start, I think. I don't think they could have wished for anything better. Uh, a great start, I think. It's got everybody talking and and well motivated, and got the people's interest in, in the Cape. So always good for the game.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then just finally, Roger, your thoughts on on Bafana Bafana? Obviously, nothing riding on on Friday night's clash, but a, a draw against Mauritania. I mean, we're all fans of of South African football, and we want to see the two uh, the, the team doing well. But uh, yeah, very disappointing. We haven't qualified for for the Afcon, and I mean, we we should really be beating a team like Mauritania at home.
3: Yeah, I think everybody feels the same way. I think everybody's disappointed with the with the result and and the performance. Um, always difficult to play for nothing. You know, in those type of, those type of situations. Uh, for me, I mean, not, not, uh, I shouldn't have to any coach. I mean, it's, I'm not in a position to do that, but I was just disappointed to see a couple of old guys on the field and, and even on the bench when, you know, we should have been planning for the future. You know, you shouldn't have any 30 year old on the park when you, when you got a 2022 or 2020 vision. Uh, that was the, the disappointing side. I mean, we should have played a younger team and if we did badly, it would have been, you know, a training session in building for
1: the future. Yeah, absolutely. Lessons learned. Roger Desai is always great to catch up. Thanks for your time here on SAFM, and uh, best of luck for for the next sort of week and a bit, and uh, the build up to to the Pirates game. Should be a, should be an absolute cracker. Absolutely, and uh,
3: always a pleasure, Brad. And all
1: the best. Cheers, bud. You're listening to Sport on SAFM, the next best thing to being at the game. Well, one of the teams that have uh, literally picked up where they left off last season, they off to uh, a great start this season, is uh, Chipper United. Uh, I think they're still carrying the, the new boys' tag, but they've been around for a couple of seasons now, and they've proved their worth, particularly last season, and it looks like they are in for more of the same in 2015-2016. We join now by their coach, uh, Dan Maricella. Dan, welcome. Thanks for, for joining us to, tonight, uh, and welcome on to SAFM. Thank you so much. Dan, a fantastic start for Chipper United uh, Particularly MTN8 a Great win, the Royal Buffer King over, over Super Sports United To get you through to the next round It, it doesn't get much easier League champions, Mamelodi Sundowns up next
4: Yeah, well, uh, you have to expect these things uh, We have to be ready for them You know, you, you can't choose your opponents. So we, we are okay with what we have now And uh, we are well prepared for it
1: Dan, as far as the season goes, it's, uh, I mean, we spoke to, to Roger Desai early on in the show and, and I was talking to him about the, the stop-start nature of it. Obviously, the league with the delay because of the Olympics and then a week's action and then practically straight into the international break. How, how are you and the and the squad coping with, uh, with, with this sort of start-stop?
4: Yeah, well, these things will happen from time to time. They happen to everybody, even in the world, you know, so... Um, and teams continue winning, some teams lose, so those that are winning means that uh, they, they prepare themselves well, so we have to do that as well we We, we can't start uh, making excuses when we know very well that there is a world uh, football around us.
1: Yeah, and as far as uh, the way the teams performed so far this season, you must be pretty chuffed with with the way things have started. Uh, two from two, uh, w- one in the league as well. So, it's it's uh, momentum is a big thing, and and when you start well, it's easy to carry that through.
4: Yeah, I mean, uh, that defines um, uh, people. You know, it, it it tells us whether we we are good or not if we continue doing it. Um, I would hate a situation where we have. Uh, some sort of uh, breakdown, not that I expected, um, because then it takes you back. You know, It's just, you know, what you're doing is not okay. You need to end restructure again or maybe find a, a starting line different from what you've always had. So, But I'm hoping that uh, the guys that are doing the job for us now can continue. You know, there's good competition in the club for positions, so there is pressure on the players to maintain high standards of performances.
1: Dan, as far as Chipper being in, in Port Elizabeth as well, obviously that was uh, that move was done a, a couple of seasons ago. Everything's settled in Nelson Mandela Bay. You, you seem to have have made it home. Everyone everyone's just really settled well, and you you're playing really well there.
4: Yeah. Um you know, we have a lovely stadium here and, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, if we don't put it to good use, uh, that the uh, beauty of, of the stadium cannot be seen. So if we continue what we are doing, then, um, you know, uh, we are just rewarding the efforts that are done by the groundsmen, you know, and the efforts that are put in by the supporters, the current supporters when we play here
1: looking at uh, next week a week to go before you you start your your league campaign up again and uh, a a tough uh, a, a tough fixture next up to to sort of get things going once again next wednesday uh, you guys are are in action you you host uh or you travel to super sport united that one's at uh, the lucas moripe stadium
4: yeah we haven't won in pretoria in a long time so and that's my hometown i uh, really <laughs> so <laughs> So we need to, we need to do something. Maybe when we get to Pittsburgh, I get too desperate or I become too anxious to win. And maybe I'm, I need to ease off a bit. Uh, and maybe that will filter through to the players. But, um, uh, you know, pictures uh, are pictures and you, you can't separate them, like I said before. Uh, we need to just play what we can, how we can play and, and to the best of our ability so that we win games.
1: Dan, do you sense that there's a bit of a change of guard in South African football? I mean, over the years, it's obviously been the the three big clubs, so to speak, Mamelodi Sundowns, the the two big Soweto clubs. But if you look at what's happened to Chiefs and Pirates so far this season, uh, Chiefs struggling last season, and a lot of the the, the so called smaller teams really putting their hand up and being counted. One of them being Chippa United. Do you think there's a, a shift in power in South African football?
4: Uh, I don't know. Um... I just think that um anybody and everybody can compete and so long as we 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 try and do the right things for football, you know if we play football with our minds and we don't play with uh physicality i'm more for for mental strength. I'm more for people who think when they play you know everything that you do must be informed i don't want I don't want us to just look at things and and it's, uh, it's like uh cut and paste type of a football, you know. You say, "Oh, let's hope this will happen." I want us to to map up things, you know. And I might be criticized for that because then uh, we take longer to create chances. But you know, football for me is, is entertainment as well. So we 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 need to entertain people. We need to make people happy when they come to the stadium. So if I can do that first, well, we can do that first then Then the results will come you know and uh, and uh, uh this thing about the clubs being big and whatever may end.
1: Dan, and then just finally, you talk about entertainment and and football fans being happy. There's there's not too much happiness around with with regards to, to Bafana Bafana and, and their failure to qualify for Afcon. Uh, the coach obviously saying there's a, a serious problem with strikers in in South Africa, and that's where he's laid the blame. Your thoughts on on Bafana's performance and and particularly what the coach was saying about the the level and standard of strikers in South African football right now?
4: Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want to comment too much on the national team, but uh, you know we we are all hoping that someday somehow we will, we will get things right, and and I'm, I'm hoping also that Schiltz has got plans, you know, that uh, that will take us forward. Uh, but at the same time, um, I, I I don't think it's a it's a us thing only. I think we, we we are poor sometimes when we defend, you know. So. We need to fix those things, but I, I, I know the coach will probably get things right you know, in,
1: in, in the future. Well, Dan Malicella, thank you so much for joining us tonight here on the PSL Radio Show. second dollar. much uh, appreciate Best of luck for for the final run-in to to your next clash against uh, SuperSport and, and and safe travel to Pretoria, and hopefully it's a it's a profitable trip when you come back with three points.
4: <laughs> yeah, well, thank you so much. <laughs> uh, Four pace on into the
2: penalty on, I great class cut. Catch Bafana Bafana as they take on the Pharaohs of Egypt to keep their Nelson Mandela Challenge trophy. The two sides are fighting a battle of superiority, with Bafana having beaten Egypt back in 1998 and the Pharaohs returning the favor in London in 2006. Who will the conqueror be when these two sides lock horns for the third time at the Orlando Stadium on Tuesday, the 6th of September? Live on SABC One and your favorite SABC radio station at 7 o'clock
1: the for the love of the game. The Thank You SABC Music Concert is on. Come celebrate our heritage at Orlando Stadium Soweto this Saturday the 10th of September 2016. Featuring top proudly South African artists from 10am to 10pm. Book at Computicket only 100 Rand for SA's Cream of the Crop, Kwaito, Hip Hop, Maskandi, Jazz and Gospel Artists. Brought to you by SABC and Department of Arts and Culture. This is Sport on SAFM. Every supporter's greatest resource. You're listening to South Africa's news and information leader and firing current Bafana Bafana head coach Shakes Mashaba, will not cost the South African Football Association leadership anything. After having been forced to fork out settlement fee of around ten million Rand for parting ways with Pizzomosomani, Safer tightened the screws on contracts, followed with Gordon Igersent and Mashaba. But well, what is clear is that tomorrow's international friendly match against Egypt could possibly be his last game, and a foreign coach is believed to have already been lined up to replace him ahead of next month's crucial 2018 World Cup qualifiers kick-off. In this interview with SABC sport journalist Lilian Mbouli, Times Media Group digital sports editor Niwa Nkloko confirms that Safa leadership is ready to pull the trigger especially after missing out on 2017 AFCON qualification which was part of the coach's mandate. I think
5: from from where I'm sitting the national team coach has got his back against the wall uh, he's in a tight spot and it looks like Safa now will finally act uh, whether it's, 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 it will be a popular decision or a decision that that they feel that will benefit the national team. Sure, we can argue and say maybe what is happening now should have happened in the last qualifier in June. Maybe that's when they should have acted so that they could give themselves enough time to actually prepare, knowing that we have a World Cup qualifier um, coming up next month. But I think now matters have come to a head. There's too many things that are happening behind the scenes. Um, and there's situations with players. There's players who have not been called to the national team who are sitting on the sidelines. There's also situation with, um, uh, with, with, with the dressing room, um, which is not what it should be. And when you look at the caliber of opposition that you are playing against in the, in the, in the 2018 World Cup qualifiers... Um, my suspicion is that the feeling amongst the safa NEC members is that given that we couldn't get past the Mauritania team and you look at the sort of caliber of opposition that we are going to come up against, maybe the feeling is um, it might not be such a good idea to make a reaction which, which might be very unexpected because when I mean, you've got your Senegal, you've got your Fas, they're all waiting for us and we know that to, for us to get to Russia 2018 um, there's a huge change of mindset that needs to happen. There's a huge Change of, of 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 atmosphere. There's a huge change of perspective, and if players themselves, I mean, we've spoken to some of the players. If they themselves feel that there's a lack of that at the moment, how do you then go to World Cup qualifiers when you have not resolved it? So my feeling from where I'm sitting, um, I mean, we've heard that a lot hinges on what happens in the game on Tuesday, uh, which is against Egypt, and a lot of that will be used to take things forward. But from where I'm sitting, I think the national team coach finds himself um, in a spot of both. But tomorrow's game for me is just a friendly match. And um, we've seen this team not performing in an official match, and they come back and redeem themselves um, in an unofficial match, which is um, a friendly match. So won't that be a wrong decision to take if you're pacing, um something on a result of a friendly match? I think, I think for me, you know, um, uh, the, the fascinating thing about about, about about this question is that um, over the last couple of months, when we've been speaking to to a lot of people within Safa, people the the, the people who make the decisions, the idea is that first of all, you've got a, there's this group of uh, gentlemen who have been appointed to give an overall assessment of the coach. So, I think to put your question into perspective, this thing won't be wholly motivated by what actually transpires on Tuesday. This is a process um, that that started from the beginning of the qualif- qualifiers and that ends with the last qualifier which was the dead rub against Mauritania on Friday. But because, as as things would, 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 would have happened, we also have this, 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 this match against Egypt. It then fits into the same timeline because these gentlemen are meeting on Friday, and there they, they will come forward with their overall assessment of what has transpired over the last couple of, um, last couple of months, and this is why now that this game also comes into the same context so that we understand where this team come from and where has it gone. So all of those things, they are not isolated as far as I'm concerned. They are all within the same context. And when they make a decision, it would then be based on the fact that in the very last game, this is what transpired. And these are the changes that were effected. What happened on Friday? Because also you could argue that if there are changes that are made from the team that played on Friday and then suddenly you see some semblance of a team, then you, you can turn around and say, then why weren't these changes made for the actual official encounter, which was on Friday? Why then go to a friendly match with, with all the weapons that you should have had going into a game that should have given us perspective? Because it's all about a matter of perspective, basically, as far as I'm concerned. And if you are analysing every single game that we've played, everything fits into context. And I think this is where we are at the moment. You know, at, uh, at club level, they wait for these international breaks to make their change. And they don't tell you that there's no, not enough time. You find that a new coach maybe will only have one week uh, or week and a half or even four days to prepare for his next match. I'm saying this because in three and a half a week's time, we'll be playing Burkina Faso in the first World Cup qualifier. In the event that uh, there are changes, because the dressing room needs to be refreshed. Mm-hmm because the situation is toxic from where we're coming from what would be the, the right solution i think now um okay you're putting me on the spot now I think this is you putting me on the spot i think now i think as things stand now at the moment um i going mean to go back to what i said earlier um, if you if you take things back to when when we did that story with the players who were unhappy, um, and story we did for Sunday Times and the players actually came out. I mean, several of them were not happy. They were not happy um, about the sort of uh, tepti- tactics that were employed by the by the national team coach. I mean, they had a whole list of grievances, and my feeling then was that if you have players who are saying those things, and who come out and say we we have a situation where we are losing confidence, um. For me, I would have thought that whatever they were saying then should have been taken into consideration then, because that was quite a while ago. So, now you've got all of that, because I would imagine that also is part of the same overall report that these gentlemen must meet and make a presentation at the end of the week, because the player's feelings, and also there's a lot of things that are happening behind the scenes that are actually not even official for them. And those minute. players continue to come to this course. Exactly, this is my point there's a lot of things that are happening behind the scenes um, that are not in the public domain as things, as things are but all of this information is being gathered and to go back to your original um, question I, th- I think for me, because there's so many things that are happening there's also issues with players who are not being selected and it's it's, it's' it's very difficult for me when when you have personality clashes um superseding the interests of the team itself superseding what should be happening to the national team, and then you you, 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 you reach a point where we are not selecting what should on paper be our best team mm. we don 't have what should be our best team out there merely because there's a whole lot of unresolved issues that are on the side because, I mean, you know, I've seen people, people speculate. I mean, imagine if this team, if we had a team of so-and-so, 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 and so-and-so. But because of circumstances that are prevailing in the moment, we can't have a team like that because we've got situations like that. So if you can't resolve so many things that are just hanging in the balance, then you don't have a choice but to take an action, even if at this point in time is a massive risk because I, I, I've said before that for me, they missed a the chance to rectify or make a changes in the technicality in June when we officially did not qualify. But now that they missed a trick then, and it looks like they will take action now, um, given the circumstances and everything that I've just said, I think they will not have a choice but to pull the trigger. It might boil down to that.
1: That was Times Media Group Digital Sports Editor Ninwan kloko closing that interview with Falile Mbuli. You're listening to Sport on SAFM, the next best thing to being at the game. And that's about it for the PSL Radio Show. Tonight, just a couple of live sporting updates for you. Obviously, that golf taking place in Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, Rory McIlroy still in the lead. He's got three holes to go, six under for today. What a final round uh, from Rory McIlroy. He is one stroke ahead of countryman Paul Casey. Jimmy Walker is on 12-under so McElroy 15, Casey 14-under Walker 12-under uh, Louis Wistesen has dropped a shot unfortunately he's currently 10-under so he's 5 off the pace with 3 to play and that's as it stands right now in tennis news I can tell you that Juan Martín Del Potro has advanced, uh, he's through Dominique TM retiring hurt uh, in the second set, he was a breakdown uh, Del Potro was 3-2 up but uh, that means he advances and as uh, Simon Campbell said still to come Come tonight. Andy Murray takes on Grigor Dimitrov and uh, Kainishi Corey is also in action in the men's draw. We'll have uh, all those results for you tomorrow morning on AM Live with Janet Witten. Make sure you uh, tune in to SAFM tomorrow morning. Coming up on the other side of 7 o'clock, it is The Talk Shop with Naledi Malayo. I'm Brad Brown from myself and my producer Siobhan Tetty this evening. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back again tomorrow afternoon on PM Live and SAFM Sport Trap tomorrow at 6.30. Right now it is 7 o'clock and Greg host has your news.